Yeah, so I was, it's funny, even sort of knowing the ending of, look at how this guy's life changed all these things. When you see it happening kind of in the buildup, it doesn't seem like all that important. So I guess that's really the point. point. Yeah. Like these little things that you don't think about are really what matters. So storytelling and plot wise and stuff, it's actually really cool. But I, I guess just as in, in 2020, the pacing is off a bit. There wasn't much CGI. Oh my goodness, um, I'm gonna cut you off now. Honestly, the colors were pretty muted. I feel like- Sarai <laughs> did come downstairs and was like, why are you watching this black and white What's movie? What's this old yeah. movie? Why are you watching it? And you're like, it's one of the best movies ever made. She's like, huh. <laughs> Walked upstairs again, uh, which I don't blame her. But, you know, it is, it is funny as many times as it's referenced and homaged and stuff. There yeah, yeah. really isn't anything like it out there. Yeah. So that's cool that it, it managed to become timeless without sort of becoming hacky or or cliche, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, for sure. Oh. Sorry, the no. only other thing is we watched it on TV with commercials. So Ooh, it did take a lot longer. Yes, yes. I feel like maybe without the commercials, it you would have been it wouldn't have subject. dragged. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. A thing we take for granted these days. Yeah, is, that's ooh, true. Commercials. I, I feel the the very first movie that we watched, A Taste of Christmas, had commercials because I didn't buy the. Hulu oh, that's package. right, and that one also <laughs> felt a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> so that's apologies, yeah. But next year, when you come back for Christmas, mm-hmm. we'll watch It's a Wonderful Life again. Oh, no. And uh, I'll spring and uh, we'll just stream it or something so you don't have to watch it with Oh, your, your mom will love that, too. See, we I mean, love... it seemed like she watched the whole thing. And then you kept saying as we we're watching it, because I kept saying the lines, and you were like... Yeah. How many times have you seen this movie? Or maybe Zariah asked that question when yeah, she was down. Probably both of us. And I was just like, well, let's see. I'm 33 now. I've probably seen this movie at least 33 times. Yeah. <laughs> maybe twice because it also usually plays like right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, like it's we watch on it on in then. the background or yeah. at least. And then we watch it for Christmas. Then my dad and I would used to go to the AFI theater oh to see it in the theater. So So 33 might be a low count. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely the lowest I've I've seen it. So. Uh, I mean, look, if you love it, see it again. I wouldn't go out of my way to see it again, but it's going to be thrust upon me. <laughs> so I should learn to love and appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely think you should. Uh, maybe watch it without commercials. That will help you. But yeah, it's very quintessential. It makes you appreciate your life. And I don't know if you know this, the background of this. I believe... I, now I, I won't say it because I'm not sure if it's true, but I will say this, that the the genesis of this was basically for people who couldn't go fight in World War II. So it was like, that was like the inspiration of the movie is like, even though you're not fighting in the war, they're still like George Bailey oh, couldn't go and fight in the war. Intri- because was, of his ear thing? Yeah, okay. right. So he couldn't fight in the war. And so yeah, this was showing like an even, every man yeah, makes an impact. Even his existence 
helped win the war because yeah. his brother was alive to storm yeah. Normandy yeah. or whatever and become this war hero, which that seemed like the m- most far-fetched part. But with that um, that backstory to it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, just be a good person here and you're helping our troops. Yeah. So cool. That, that actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, that checks out. I'll allow it. I'll suspend my disbelief for that. There you go. All right. So the last movie we watched on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Some, was, somehow this became. Yeah. So the of end. course, It's a Wonderful Life is the classic Christmas movie. Its tagline is actually the most loved Christmas film of all time. To now, what I would say, 2003, Love Actually. <laughs> the most <laughs> controversial Christmas movie of all time. It not controversial until after it premiered but it is a modern day classic which then spawned off all these other horrible movies of like that's that's the thing is if it had just been its own thing it probably would be remembered kind of fondly but it oh man trope machine here (laughs) wild cast some hilarious stuff some tragically sad stuff and some just very strong strange choices which i love we know that there was a youtube uh the whatever there was a honest trailer thing that pretty much summed up a lot of it so we i i I feel like i don't need to be particularly clever about this because people have been being clever about this bananas movie since it came out uh how would you describe it or how does it describe it oh yeah i if you haven't seen love actually you don't know what it is you need to figure it out what is wrong with you Um, i say as someone who just saw it three weeks ago (laughs) oh okay love actually follows the lives of eight very different couples and dealing with their love lives and various loosely interrelated tales all set during the frantic month before christmas in london england it explores pretty much every kind of relationship you have. And you brought up the point which I never really thought of before and I which was like they thrust you into, you know, they do tell eight different stories in like, you know, less than 2 hours or whatever it is, 2 and mm-hmm. a half hours. And you don't really ever, there is no like character development. You don't feel for the characters. But that was weird because I've always felt like I have. And maybe it's not in the movie at all, but it's just like very quickly you realize like, oh, this is going to be a story about like a man who loses his wife and his love finding someone new, which it's not. (laughs) Ha ha. It's about his like, not even his son, his adopted son from his wife's love story. And it's about like, ooh, the prime minister and what it is like being prime minister and then finding love. Yeah, but it's finding love in your direct subordinate. Uh, It's, (laughs) you know, you're single and you're, what, first grade, third grade kid falling in love with the pop star singer. They were like, fifth sixth grade okay well i don't know how kids he wasn't six years old i don't know how kids work uh and then a perfect relationship that has some cheating in it for no real reason and uh what's the other one um, the other three. Oh, the guy who's in love with his best friend's wife. Yep. But he's too socially awkward to have stopped or done anything. And in one of the first flash mobs, I want to say, in a wedding, 
Possibly. Yes, which I told you as we were watching it. I was like, I've never thought about uh, our wedding plans very much, yeah. but I've always wanted this. And you're like, what? And then, of course, it's the the gospel singers coming up and yeah. then the and musicians then, popping out from the audience. Were those the musicians or the guests? Those were the musicians dressed up as guests. Okay, because I feel like that would be super weird if you're walking down the aisle and you're like, who are all these strangers? <laughs> uh, but it's even weirder if the guests all know musical instruments and smuggle them in yeah. themselves. So. Either way, you can't win. That's a strange situation. It's beautiful, and I want it. Yeah, okay. And it's going to happen. That's fair, but if you, <laughs> if your best friend hires you to be the cameraman, maybe don't linger so hard on the wife, the bride, the whole time. <laughs> that was weird. I would not want the camera, like you being the cameraman it, during the wedding. Yeah. As I'm walking down the, the aisle. The best man is also the cameraman and yeah. also spends 90% focused on the bride. Like it was supposed to be sweet and maybe a little weird, but to me it looked a little sweet and super weird. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a sign of the times or... No, it is weird. Everyone says it's Okay, weird. great. But that part with the musical intro is very cute. That and then, cute. of course, the cue cards, which is like just been played throughout now every oh, time. Oh, yeah, every, every time. And, it, <laughs> and that, I don't think I even recognized him until you said it. That was Rick Grimes from Walking Dead. <laughs> the... Out of all the people in this movie, Andrew Lincoln always gets like, oh my God, it's that creepy guy with the cue cards. Yeah. And the little kid from Game of Thrones yeah. when he's not a weird <laughs> getting killed ice kid. He's just an adorable little guy with Ewan McGregor with Taken getting ready to like murder a bunch of terrorists if he gets captured. Liam Neeson, not Ewan McGregor. That was a... I was like, really bad. Like that was off by at least two decades. Yeah, Liam Nielsen. Yeah, is the. And what year was this? Two thousand three. So this is coming off the heels of the Star Wars episode one, two, and three. We have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and Bill Nye's Billy Mac. That's actually one of my favorite stories is the Billy Mac, which opens up with this yes. drugged out, reformed rocker trying to like make a comeback, pseudo comeback. Yeah, and but then also ends up making a he does by acknowledging how stupid his, <laughs> yeah. his comeback tour is. <laughs> and he his love story is with his manager, yeah. which... I think is platonic. Yes, but it's platonic. It seemed like if this was done a decade later, they would totally be kissing. Just saying. <laughs> and then you can't forget Colin Firth, which was another very weird one. Colin Firth who gets cheated on and then goes to like the French countryside. Yeah. And it's and Portuguese housewife. And their uh, love transcending language. And that's the most bonkers arc because that's the only one where people are traveling across countries to see people they can't even communicate with and then the whole town follows him and like cheers him up and it's again it's sweet but it's bananas like this is the most unbelievable thing <laughs> since snape cheated on um what i don't know what she's been in i'm sorry 
I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Emma Thompson? Yes. Yes. What's she been in? Quick, I need this for the bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Name I don't one know. character of Emma Thompson. Oh, okay. Emma Thompson is super great. She's a talented actress, and she's been in such great movies like Sense and Sensibility, Saving Mr. Banks, uh, since Last Snape, Christmas. Since Snape cheated on Mrs. Mr. Banks. Yes. With that. with Rowan Atkinson as a jewelry salesman. Oh, that was am- like so many. So many of these scenes, as ridiculous as they are, was like, and I say this a lot, this must have been hilarious to shoot. And you, your favorite couple, I thought, was going to be the oh, porn stand-ins. Yes, right? <laughs> I, I, oh, in, the, in the Real Honest trailers, it's like, oh, I never thought the movie they were making was a porno, because why would you have stand-ins, stand-ins for, for a, a porno? porno? It just seems like a really elaborate yeah. Sexual high end movie. Right. Yeah. Like a Fifty Shades of Grey yeah, or something yeah, where they yeah. wanted softcore porn, but the actors are yeah. like, we're not doing that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I call BS on that analysis from Honest yeah, Trailers. Yeah. But it was some pretty intense softcore porn. So. <laughs> and also, it's, it's like, what? I'm sorry, but if you say, who does, what does Martin Freeman's body type? What celebrity is that? I'm like, it's just Martin Freeman. So I don't know what, how they're... What stand-in he's standing exactly. in for. Exactly. What yeah, that angle is a good they're... Point. How they're cropping this so you're not like, that's not some Hollywood hottie. That's Martin Freeman. No offense, Martin Freeman. Yeah, You're great, is, and I love you. That but. is a good point. Of whatever stand-in he's doing for this movie, I feel like there's a better, more accurate stand-in for this potential actor who would be having so much sex yeah. in all these movies. Right. Yeah. But it was so funny because they're just having these casual, like, oh, how was your day? What was traffic like? While they're, you know, fake boning not even like passionate fake boning just like going through the motions and then um also the other one of my favorite is like the most outlandish that makes fun is the colin character who is going to america oh yeah, yeah right <laughs> what is this which was like just a complete and utter like joke throughout yeah it was is... like oh i'm gonna do like a college road trip you know sex romp movie and they're like this is real life that doesn't happen and then it totally absolutely happened and again it's it's so great but there are so many like eight completely tonally different stories going on and fun fact i think there were another four that ended up that they, on the, on the oh cutting room floor we can't have a three-hour movie guys especially <laughs> when they're only barely tangentially related <laughs> and we don't need i and really it begins and ends with airports yes which sort of doesn't make sense because That's they all love is all around yeah no it's true it's just like when the I'm so sad. I keep forgetting Snape's name. I'm, Who is Snape? You know, uh, Die Hard. I'm the, you love Die Hard. Yeah, come on. Oh, we're we- going to have to edit this. No, I know it's not in the amazing. <laughs> how, do you, how do you not know Die Hard Snape oh, guy? Oh, he's the one that um, cheats. Yeah. The, the cheater. The cheater. Why the is cheater. he not higher up on this list on the cast? Oh, my gosh. It's such a big cast. Kira Knightley. No, come on. He died. Hugh Grant. He did die. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Good Lord, that's going to take some editing. 
Alan Rickman. What was I even saying about him? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's at, so. At the end of the airport, Alan Rickman comes back from question mark. Yeah. And his wife, ex-wife, whatever. Like even then, is like she says, "I'm fine." It's like, are they together? Are they not? What's their daughter? Do- I mean, it's- I think you're reading way. To me, I was just like, it could have been just a normal business trip. He was gone, and he was just like, "How are you?" And she's like, "I'm fine." Yeah, they're not getting divorced. Okay, first off, oh, and we also forgot the Julianne Moore um, side story, or not Laura Laura Dern, Laura Dern side story. I'm so sorry, two of you great actresses, the Laura (laughs) Dern who has her brother. um, Oh right, and the super hot coworker. Yeah, she's super hot coworker. (laughs) (laughs) Sky gave up modeling apparently (laughs) to work the uh, supervisor for like. Reading card, graphics designer. I, think I don't. It's need- an architecture firm. Okay, even less yes. believable if you've <laughs> if you've known architects like I've known architects. I'm sorry. Yeah, and to be with her mentally unwell brother. Yeah. So I mean, it's tonally all over the place, and it's it feels long because of that because you're constantly getting jarred with like, what's coming next? Am I gonna laugh or is this gonna be slightly ham-fisted sadness? But the Alan Rickman and the Emma Thompson part that you're talking about, it's never clearly defined. So all we know is it's a necklace that he buys for like his assistant secretary. Mm -hmm. Who is a little devil. Yeah, she is. Little minxy devil. She is, she definitely is. And so of course his wife finds out, just knows he bought a necklace and she didn't get a necklace. Yeah. But the one thing I never really liked about that part, and I'll try to say this as quickly as possible, she opens it up, but they get to open one gift yeah. before. So like they're about to go to the Christmas pageant thing. They get to open one gift. She says, this is a necklace sized box. Yeah, and opens it and it's not the necklace. Yeah. And it's like, it could have been somewhere else under the tree, first <laughs> she off. She immediately like, knows <laughs> he's cheating. He's- <laughs> Cheating at least emotionally or mentally <laughs> yeah. on her. So that part, I'm like, mm, you only opened up one gift, girl. Why don't you wait until you open all of your gifts? Yeah. But, but the necklace wasn't there anyway. It wasn't so, there well. anyway. And then, of course, she goes, is it just a necklace? Is it a necklace and sex? Is it necklace and love? Yeah. The worst part. And right. so he doesn't do anything. He just bought a necklace for somebody else. So. so. But it was, it's... What was your favorite part in Love Actually? Uh, well, I thought it was funny when Hugh Grant and his much younger subordinate love, when they're going to the high, the middle school, elementary school yeah. play, they're like, oh, it's just down the road, we'll take you. And they start to have this talk and they're like, we're there. Oh, it literally was like <laughs> just around the block. With the octopus. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, and the lobster and yeah. stuff. So, that was that was funny. I just, I mean, and Rowan Atkinson, of course, was great. How that bit kept being like, "Oh, we're almost done. Here's more. Here's more. Here's more." So I liked the funny stuff, and the the heart string tugging stuff was a little more like, "Why? I didn't need that. I wanted a whimsical romp." But okay. look, good good bits, good casts. Just totally, I was uh, whiplashed a bit. But it was, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. I'm not gonna go out of my way to see it again. But well, guess what? It's You're gonna see it gonna. again. All right. You're gonna see it again. Well, thank you so much for all of our faithful listeners. I think yeah. we have a whopping five out there. Maybe seven <laughs> for following us on this magical journey. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. It has been a joy for me 
to break out into the podcasting with my love of my life, Ian. And I saw some movies. He saw some movies. He did (laughs) something he did not want to do, and it became a joy for the both of us. Yeah. So thank you so much. I hope you all had a wonderful, safe holiday season. Definitely. You can still like and subscribe and review, even though there won't be episodes for a while. And a prosperous new year. Look out for more episodes on a new topic. And as Ian said, make sure to please like and subscribe. Rate us. Star us five. Yeah. Um, Check out etsy.com slash shop slash Vector Dice. Thank you to Vector Dice as our sponsor. Yeah, there you go. They're wonderful. Right. Check Iger Stell on social media. Do that as well. Uh, so thank you. Not going to spell it for you. Uh, yeah. And then send us <laughs> email at FeliciaandIanPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.